welcome to another episode of Paranormal the New Normal. I'm your host, as always, Jeremy, here to make the world a little more normal, but today we might actually achieve that. We'll see. We'll see. But to joining me on this quest to do it today is Laura Alin, astrologer, host of Grounded Spirits podcast, and author of many, many books, which I have a couple I have questions about, So, but we'll get to all that in a bit. First things first, how are you doing tonight, Laura? Awesome. Thanks so much for having me. Oh, my honor. As soon as I saw your profile, I was like, oh, I have to get her on. She seems very, like, a very interesting person. So I definitely had to get you on. But my first question on this show always is, what got you into the paranormal slash spiritual? Like, what led you down that path? Yeah, great question. Um, so for me, I feel like I've always been drawn to it, but growing up in a Catholic household, it, it was very much like shunned or like not accepted. So I hid it from myself for a long time. Um, but it was actually during the pandemic, at the beginning of it, I was uh, supposed to get married the week that everything shut down. And so we did like everything like uh, all of our money was lost, everything was lost. We still end up getting married, um, but we've never had a wedding to this day. And so like I was crushed and then just a bunch of like other things uh, that were going on in my life. I started looking for more and um, a Facebook friend from high school who I never even talked to since high school, I'm 30 now, so it has been a while. Um, she messaged me this, uh, 21 day abundance challenge. And I was a little skeptical at first, but doing that challenge, it opened me up to, to everything that I thought I knew as a kid was like kind of coming back up. And so that's what led me down the spiritual path. And that's when I learned about chakras and then later on about astrology and um, everything, everything else. And then that's when I got into my books. And writing down like my story of how it'll happen too. Nice, nice. I mean, I hear that a lot these days that people were just in the nineties, two thousands, you couldn't bring this stuff up in your house, like because parents were super religious. I mean, luckily I didn't add that, but I wasn't into any of this stuff back then. So I didn't really have to test it. <laughs> Thank God. I mean, my parents were cool. They probably wouldn't have cared. They've probably just been like, oh, another stupid hobby of Jeremy's, but <laughs> Hello, Charles. Glad you're watching. Well, so what led astrology? That's what interested me like a lot. Like what led you into astrology? Like anything specifically or just the general overall, like for lack of a better word, coolness of it? Because <laughs> I mean it is cool. I've had astro I've had I've had like an astrologer on here read my whole birth sign and everything. It's been it was an awesome show, but oh yeah, it's so cool how it's so accurate. Um, so astrology, basically I, I <laughs> so for me, I always was known as a Leo and that what became my whole personality that I didn't even know who I truly was because I had this mask of I'm a Leo. So I need to act in this certain way. Um, and so then when I started down this like spiritual path of like, well, what really is out there? Who really am I? Um, and then that's like when I started having these ideas of that our body is like a universe in and of itself and like all we're like the cells of the body and like a whole bunch of like other things like that. 
that then took me to um, what does being a Leo even mean? And then, then I learned about other signs like the moon sign and the rising sign and the houses and everything else and how everything is basically everything that I knew was a lie. And growing up too, I've, I've been in school for most of my life and everything during the pandemics also when it happened, I'm getting a PhD in education and I learned more on TikTok during the pandemic than I had in all of my years. And so basically like everything that I knew was a lie. And so then that's what made me like dig deeper into astrology and see that astrology turns out astrology just is uh, an instruction manual that was given, but a lot of people don't, if you don't believe in the instruction manual, how are you going to build the table kind of thing? And so that's how I now view astrology. And what I love about astrology too, is that you can just dig deeper and deeper and deeper. And even like going back to learning something new, for instance, I know that I have a Mercury and Leo, but I had to like go back today and like really understand what that means. And it's really cool. Like how that's what popped up to learn about today kind of thing that everything ends up when you see it over and over again, you get, it's like watching a movie and then you're picking up new things. Um, even though you already know like where the movie is going, you pick up new things every single time. And so with astrology, there's just endless rabbit holes to go down. Yeah. I mean, astrology is kind of creepy in a way almost. Cause it's like when I had my birth sign read, it was accurate to my personality to like 95%. And it was like, Oh my God. Like, how is this written in like stone before I was even born? Like, that's just insane. Like, that's just insane. But it's just, it's weird. And like, I, it, like, we didn't even have my exact birth time or anything at that point, too. Like, I couldn't text my mom. My mom wouldn't text back fast enough to give me in. Like, I, of course, don't know off the top of my head. But, and like, it was still so accurate without knowing that. Like, it was just insane. But, so I love astrology and I think it truly does impact our daily lives. Like, what do you think? Does it, does astrology truly like dictate who we are day in, day out for the most part? Yeah. So like, that's what I mean. So, okay. So when I had my whole like spiritual journey, I was really grappling with, do we have free will or not? And it was that, okay, if everything is like, um, based in mathematics, let's say for like how the universe works, like the laws of the universe are based in math. Um, I just got a whole other tangent, but, um, uh, about, I completely lost it. What was I talking about math for? <laughs> um, it was that, uh, does astrology play on our everyday lives? So I would say yes, because every time that you look at something, you're going to learn something new. Like I was talking about with astrology. So you're going to, by seeing it, how, where everything is in the stars, it's kind of like at the beach where you have the tides and the moon says like when like the tide goes in and tide goes out, our bodies are made of water. And so wherever the planets are that day, it really does impact your everyday life. Um, and so what I did for 2023 was I made a planner um, and a guided journal. And so every single day I talk about like what's going on in the planets. I just take one aspect because obviously there's a lot of things that are going on uh, every single day. Um, so I took one um, each day for next year. And in that I came up with a, a guided question. So it's like a normal planner where you have like your to-do list, 
I have a space for um, like manifestations and there you could go and see like what what kind of emotions are going to come out what energy should be taking advantage of to get certain tasks done and it's all there uh, in the journal interesting and you sell these journals too if i'm not mistaken right like you make them for other people um it's on amazon so it's just like it looks like a normal book but the cover i think is pretty <laughs> it looks like a journal <laughs> like a leather journal that's made out of uh the, there's a normal bug oh cool question well, yeah question from from charles whether you picked astrology or it picked you i love that question um i want to say it's both because i feel like everything that goes on in our lives is kind of like like magnets so even like being on this episode like of yours jeremy like talking to you right now like i feel like we out of all of anything that we could be doing right now we're here talking and i feel like that's how it is like with all of your interests too like any kind of like i like gardening i don't think that it was that i chose gardening gardening chose me it was kind of like mutual like i feel like we needed each other in a way of like having that so i feel like the same thing with astrology i feel like people who don't vibe with it there's a reason why they don't and there's going to be something else that's going to help them on their life path but for me it was astrology yeah, see, I, I just, astrology is not one of those things I ever got into when I was younger or even older, like until I talked to my one guest and like, as soon as I saw that it was that correct about me, I was like, mind blown. It was just, I left, I left that interview literally like almost, it felt like I was stoned on my mind, but I wasn't at all. I was like sober and it just, it was like, oh my God, like it's all, I'm like, I was right all these years about fate being true. I was right, <laughs> but it just, it blew my mind. But you also mentioned chakras earlier, and that's the other part, isn't it? Like, it's kind of a combination of what is fade for us and what we do with balance, balancing our chakras to get us to the perfect kind of mold for what we should do on a daily basis. Am I mm -hmm. wrong about that? or? Um. Yes and no. So the way that I see uh, chakras are kind of like vacuums where they, like, suck up all of the stuff that we can't so like if someone has depression let's say they can't have that or like anxiety let's do anxiety is better uh, for the example that you can't have all of the like you still have to like live on with your life kind of thing and so the chakras like vacuum up those emotions that you can't deal with at the moment um so i guess uh, there's you could with or without anxiety you could still like it does it for everybody at all times um but the reason why i said anxiety was because it's that sometimes you have to you have to like face your fears so that you can achieve them or like overcome them um so the chakras though when they're too clogged just like a vacuum cleaner they're not going to be able to suck anymore um and that's when chakras get blocked and that's where it's kind of like a, a watering fountain where you need like the water to trickle down. But if there's a bunch of gunk in the holes, then it's not going to function properly. So yes, every single day you should do something to balance your chakras, but also just by living and being human, you are balancing your chakras. Um, but every once in a while, if, if you're like 
pushing a lot of stuff down and not feeling your feelings and all that kind of stuff, then you do need to like do some maintenance on your chakras. And it's funny that um, you brought that up because that's also, it's going to, um, a book's going to come out. It's the part two of Monterey, my only novel. Um, and I talk, I go in depth with this and uh, talking about it from a different perspective. So in the book, the chakras are like um, projection, like, um, like, you know, like the projectors where it's like the light, but it's from all different sides. And that's what forms us, our bodies. And so the, when we have like body dysmorphia or something, it's because the chakras aren't like, and you know, on TV where you have like the red, green, and blue, and you have the different levels, and that's how you see the picture. Well, when we look in the mirror, and if we don't see ourselves for like we, and then we don't see ourselves for who we are, but then if you see a picture from like 10 years ago, you're like, wow, I look so good 10 years ago, kind of thing. That's because of this like chakra imbalance. And so I go into that in my book. See, the way you just described that, it, it, that's interesting to me because I never heard anybody describe it like that. And it makes me think of like, those sci-fi movies where it's like holograms kind of but like it's all those different little balls around like emitting the light to make the hologram like that's kind of cool i like that idea <laughs> it's yeah. it's futuristic almost in a way but we just can't see it which makes it even creepier which i love but it's <laughs> just yeah and i i saw you also wrote a book called um unlock your chakras or discover your chakra something like that yeah so in that book um, I go through each chakra and I give you uh, like question prompts. I give you activities of what to do to balance that chakra. I give you like a whole um, like map of everything that has to do with the chakra and um, how to connect with it. Because I feel like that's the other part too is that people don't know how to connect with their with themselves. Um, whether it's the baggage that the chakras are carrying or um any like unhealed trauma which sometimes the chakras will also um get into but um all of that like working on the, the chakras all right well actually it's i mean it's funny you say that because like i like i i personally always use music to connect to myself kind of for many long years i use music to like get through hard times which is funny because I, I have another podcast that's a music podcast and we see the episode called albums that heal but because oh, cool. it's 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 true music does heal you like it really can heal you in any way you want with any emotion if you want to get yeah. angrier oh I, I got music for that but <laughs> i mean or if you want just something to soothe the anger and take away all the pain i got music for that as well like it's just music is an amazing thing for that and but and I'm actually happy. I'm happy you said uh, Monterey because I so was going to call that book Montreal for some reason. <laughs> but I'm happy you said it first because I was like, oh, I would have been wrong on that account. <laughs> but but you also yeah. wrote, wrote a. Oh, oh sorry. Um, no, just no, like, go, go ahead. With the music, have you um, looked into like if you uh, they call it Hertz? That's what I call them. But it's like nine 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 Hertz, and it's like a different kind of like it's a so Solveggio frequency. Have you looked into that? You mean uh what's it called? Um sonar heal sonar healing, like that type of thing? I've heard of really? I've heard of I've heard of like sounds that heal, but yeah, yeah, kind of. Um, but yeah, if you just look it up on YouTube, it's um any so there it could be like the angel numbers, but it could also be um like 528 is like the heart frequency. So talking about like the chakras. 
um, if you play that that frequency, so I guess kind of like the sonar, it can help with like that baggage that you might have in like your heart center. And like there's different numbers for different chakras. Um, but I really love just listening to to them, especially like before going to sleep. It just like like takes away any like things that I might have picked up during the day. And so so yeah, definitely like what you're talking about with the music healing. Interesting. I mean, I mean, yeah, it's the, the show is called Monarchal Music Musings. People on the anybody who listens to my podcast knows about it, but it's just it's we a lot of music has been on there is music that helps me heal. <laughs> it's a very because it gives me a reason to talk about those albums, especially. But yeah. but I saw one of your books was called Believe. Now, is that one just about believing in yourself or is that about believing in like a more higher power or what's that like? What's that book aimed towards? Um, both. So I believe that we, by getting in touch with ourselves, that's how we can get in touch with the higher power. Um, and so that book will walk you through anything that you need to like overcome. So it's like overcoming limiting beliefs. So a lot of the times we want something, this is like the like manifestation 101. We want something, um, but we need to like rise our vibrations. Oh, it's kind of like we were talking about earlier with like the magnets that come together. Magnets, the magnets, if you want something, but you're not at that like close range to that magnet, you're not going to come together. Even though if you get close enough, the magnet will come together. Um, so by, by, by believing in yourself, you're like getting closer and closer to that magnet of what you want. So if you want to connect to a higher being, that would be one way to do it or whatever it is that you want. If you want to, um, I don't know, just any kind of wish you have, you need to have that, that proximity to become close to it. That makes sense. I mean, I, well, personally, I always believed in myself and even in almost an unhealthy way, because as my parents always said, we wish we had your self-esteem even when I was in high school, like most, un most unpopular, friendless kid in the world, but I still believed in myself and had higher self-esteem than most people did. It was, I swear to God, it was almost a mental disorder. I, I what was your it, secret? Because I feel like people want that. So what was your secret to being able to believe in yourself? Basically just not giving a shit what anybody else thinks. Like, like just taking anything anybody else says to me and just in one year out the other, like just, be yourself and not give a shit <laughs> like it's just i mean it's all it was that's literally all i did was just not care and do i did me i did what i wanted to do i was a straight a student but i, I did me like i was on the street corner doing drugs or anything like i did me hell i didn't smoke weed till college so i told you something right there <laughs> but speaking of smoking weed you wrote a book about weed i saw that and i was like oh interesting so it just came out today so super oh, exciting. Yeah. I did not know that. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting because all of my other books are kind of like a lesson plan. And I've, I've been a teacher. I just quit a year ago. So I was a, that was my career for the longest time. And writing the other ones were like lesson plans on like how to do something. And those I wrote so quick. But this weed book took me forever to write. And I started it back in July. And it was just so hard because 
I wanted it to be like a book that you could hang out with your friends and just smoke and not care about anything that's going on in the world and just like get these questions that make you laugh uncontrollably, uh, these questions that um, make you think about like parallel universes and other dimensions, like all these like trippy thoughts. But I also wanted it to be a book that you could take um, by yourself and smoke by yourself and just like really sit with yourself. And it's kind of going back to the whole belief book now that I'm thinking about it, whereby being with yourself is like, that's what weed helps you be is like your truest self. And it's so cool because Bob Marley actually said that, that the herb is what brings you closer to yourself. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like we're thinking the same thing. So, um, so yeah, so the book took me forever to write and it's a thousand plus philosophical, trippy, fun, random questions. And the thousand just seemed like so long to get it all in there, but now it's out. Um, like I said, today just dropped. So yeah. I am. The fact that I just happened to come bring that one up because I saw a picture of the cover and I'm like, I gotta bring that up. And it came out today. Like that's synchronicity right there. I, I don't care what anybody says, but <laughs> exactly. And hello, Anthony. Glad to see you from Texas Wraith Hunters. But I yeah, I mean, I saw that. Well, okay. I'm not gonna lie. That's not the first book that caught my attention. The first book is the one that was the first one in the line about Amazon, and I was like, I see a book called All About Sex. And I'm like, that's a life. And then you say they're all lesson plans. I'm like, there's a lesson plan for that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, um, and so the beginning of this interview asked me, like, how did I get into all this stuff? And the thing is, is that when I first started having, like, these crazy thoughts of, like, how the universe works and all of that, I just, I made a podcast and I was like, I just want people who don't know me to like know this part because unlike you in high school, I very much cared and probably still do care too much about what people think about me, which is what I want to stop. So that's what I was asking you. I needed some pointers. Um, but I just thought that like getting into like the astrology and like the chakra, I just thought it was so weird that I couldn't be my, my true self with like the people who knew me kind of thing. And so then that's when that book came for All About Sex. And I really wanted it. I really wrote it to, like, break out of that, like, that, like, facade of how people saw me. Um, I feel like I was always, like, the straight-A student, like, very much, like, type A, good girl kind of um, person. And so writing that book, it's literally for people who want to, like, break out of their shell and want to be able to be comfortable about talking about sex and that like i said earlier i grew up in a catholic household so that was like completely like never talked about like i'm to this day i've never talked to my parents about sex period like they've never had like that kind of like the talk with me um and so yeah so that book i literally have in each chapter i have like a little like intro um telling you like how to uh, look at that book and um, how to have fun with it and how to have fun like not care so much about um, what other people think about sex like you I put I like literally looked it up online like what are like interesting fetishes and I put oh, them in the god. book oh god 
<laughs> because sometimes <laughs> I guess the whole point is to like not be ashamed of what you're into as I feel like talking about things will because sometimes people do things just because it's like oh they're gonna talk about this like this is so weird that it's gonna like you know like people like want to do like the weirdest thing um but if you talk about it then it like normalizes it and then you don't have to be afraid or be ashamed of anything i agree i mean we say all the time on like one of my one of my friends that i, I podcast with amanda always like says like don't fetish shame and like I never am. I'm just <laughs> I'm poking fun at a at a fetish. I may not I'm maybe poking fun at people who do it, but I'm not like shaming them for it because it's people do you. I mean, yeah. There's a reason two girls in one cup was one of the biggest freaking videos ever on the internet. Like, and I don't <laughs> I don't get that for life of me, but it's one of the biggest videos on the internet. I think it's for shock alone. But yeah. and yes, Anthony, sex and paranormal is always an <laughs> awesome combination. Exactly. Should read the books that that woman wrote about Bigfoot erotica, like twelve of them. Jesus, like it was. I haven't read them, but some of the reviews on Amazon were like crazy. Like, my, oh, my wife and I read this together in bed at night, and it's it's so romantic. Really now, yeah. really. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's yeah. I mean, I agree. People shouldn't be ashamed of what they do in the bedroom. It's nothing to be ashamed of. And see, it's not just religious parents that are like that, though. My parents were we were we were Protestants, but we weren't like super religious. Like my, my my dad would make sex jokes, and my mom would too. And talk, watch my mom would a lot, but especially if Denzel was involved. But <laughs> I mean, like, but even in that household like that, I never got to talk. My dad said to me one day, he's like, "You have the internet, right? You probably know more than I do." That's all he said. So, <laughs> which I'm not gonna lie, it was probably damn true at that point. It was probably damn true, but it's just. <laughs> whatever i'm like all right i'm like i don't need to talk <laughs> i'm good the internet has the internet playboy.com and other websites back in the day have taught me enough but it's just like uh, i don't know i always say like the show big mouth on netflix is the best thing to happen for kids in the future 100%. i i wish i had it growing up like it would have taught me so many things I had questions about that I didn't want to ask my parents about because it wasn't about me. It was about like females and stuff and just stuff like that you want to know as a man, but you can't ask your mom about it because it's like kind of awkward. <laughs> but, yeah. Or even yeah, just have... earlier, like normalizing things that like so much on there. I'm like, I wish I knew that, that that was like a normal thing when I was 12. So, Like I straight, I straight just told uh, Amanda, my podcast friend the other day, like, I'm like, yeah, they did an episode about vagina shame. I didn't know that was a thing. Like, <laughs> I, I didn't know that was a thing. Like, being ashamed of your vagina. Like, I didn't know that was a thing. I mean, mm -hmm. I assumed it. Pro I'm, I assume some girls pro probably wore. It makes sense. But I know a lot of guys are ashamed of their parts. So, yeah. But, I mean, I just never thought of it. Because why would I? I was a man. like, And I had the typical upbringing in the 90s of a man who has parents from the 70s and 60s where they weren't exactly the most caring for what the women were feeling at the, every time. So like, <laughs> it is what it is, but, and yes, I never thought of sex and Sasquatch either until I heard <laughs> on the wild, until I heard in the wild thing podcast, an interview with the author in a bonus episode. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, well, now that you mention it, I have seen it on erotica sites, but I just never thought there'd actually be a 12 book series, maybe more now. That was a couple of years ago. That was before COVID. I heard that. So Maybe it's a couple more books now. I mean, mm -hmm. I, but I imagine it's helping somebody. 
I'm oh, I mean, there's the whole brides of the wood mythology in paranormal that there are women in the woods who um basically are Bigfoot's wives. But what whether voluntarily or forced, I couldn't tell you. I'm assuming forced, because Bigfoot's a beast. But it's just I, I don't know. It's just uh the whole thing like it's kind of weird. <laughs> it really is. But Well, actually, I mean, it's kind of all comes down to education, doesn't it? Like that sex and other things should be that, ta- that should be taught in like school that are not, which that's, yeah. since you were a teacher, might as well yeah. ask about that. Like, is that part of why you left teaching is because you feel like they're not teaching things that need to be taught, but they're teaching just stuff that we don't really need to know facts of. Like, yeah. I I mean, I, lo- I love history. Don't get me wrong. I love history class in school. I did for years, but most of this stuff, I'm just like, why do we need to know this? Like, unless we're going to be lawyers, 90% of this doesn't matter. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. So being a teacher, well, even when I was younger, it was always like, I said, I love school. I love about, I love learning about everything. And I always saw it in the lens of you don't know what you don't know. So what if like, I don't like, um, algebra, but then I find out that you need algebra to do something like, then I'm going to love it. And I was always waiting for that day. And that day never came. Um, but then I also saw it for like, when I became a teacher was like, okay, I want to teach kids like what they actually want to know. Um, and I had that Liberty because I was a computer science teacher. So as long as the kids were learning computer science, there anything else like if they want to do a whole a website about a soccer player they could do it it's about like what they wanted to learn about um and i really wanted to like play to their interests and have them do their own exploration and see like what is valuable to them um but then and it was great for a while i was a teacher for six years so i loved it and it was really cool to like build relationships with kids to give them that empowerment and all of that. Um, but what was, what made it for me was the lack of creativity that teachers can have, like even being a computer science teacher and having more freedom than other teachers, I still felt like everything, there were just rules that were rules for no reason just because it's always been that way kind of thing. And that didn't sit right with me, Uh, especially like when it came to like discipline with students. Um, A lot of times there was a better way to to do that. And so I didn't like that. Um, And that was one of the main reasons why I left. In addition to learning about all this stuff. And then especially when I started my spiritual journey, then I was like, definitely can't talk about any of this in school. I need to find another outlet. Which, I'm going to touch on that in just a second, but this question is pretty funny. So, Anthony from Texas Wraith Hunter says, so so having sex with a ghost, is that cheating? Which, my man, that's called spectrophilia. I did an episode with uh, Johnny G, a former porn star, about that a while back now. but I think it came out back in May or June. It came out on Wednesday. I know that because it was a hump day. But, literally. But, I mean, it just... I mean, I don't know. I I never have done it personally, but I feel like having sex with a ghost, would you even feel it? Like, would you even know something's going on? 
if you're not like a psychic or medium i mean that's just the way i feel i mean i mean to me it'd be like rubbing one out so i don't think it's cheating personally i i can't because the person's not alive anymore to enjoy it really so i'm to me i mean what do you think i mean this is never a question i thought i would ask my podcast but what do you think about that i should, i would say yes because i feel like you're wanting to go outside of your relationship to want to have sex with a ghost I mean, the only example of this I really ever could think of is Scary Movie 2. But other than that, like, I can't think of an example of this happening <laughs> I could picture. But yeah, Scary Movie 2 is the only example I could think of. And that, I mean, she was all into that, so I don't know. But <laughs> uh, I don't know. Anthony, It's it depends on you and your morals. And your creativity, because, I mean, if you can find a way around getting caught, then that's all on you, but whatever. And your imagination. You do you, exactly. Which is why imagination is important, I will say, but we're going to touch on that in a minute. But I agree with you. I actually, I, it's funny, I, that's my, the second associate, actually, technically my third associate I was trying to get was to be a teacher. And, I mean, I never got past the associate because I couldn't, I was trying to be a biology teacher and I just couldn't do the freaking chemistry and biology in college. Like it was just ridiculously hard. Like I never took any science past 10th grade because I went to technical school. So I got to chemistry for the first time, never taken chemistry before. And it was just like, uh, yeah, I don't know. But it was just, I never got there. I wanted to be a teacher because I did want to inspire kids and I had other professors in college tell me I'd be good at it in my previous majors. So, I mean, they told me I'd be good at it because of presentations I gave in the classroom. So, I mean, I probably would have been good at it. I love kids. I always have. I grew up with a mom who had a daycare, so I was good with kids. So, that's why I seem like it would work for me. But after seven years of college, I got a little freaking burnt out and just like, screw college. I'm done. <laughs> Don't want to go back to it anymore. Thousands of dollars wasted just to have no degrees that help with anything, actually. My, my degrees don't do shit. But but moving forward, yes, imagination is important and creativity, I think, because they keep us from living the same old loops of life, like cycles of life, which, I mean, I think that's important because I, without creativity, without me doing this podcast, my life was boring as hell. Like, literally, it was work, come home, watch TV, go to sleep, smoke and drink in between all that. But yeah, I mean go to sleep like so my life was too much of like a matrixy style like cycle at like sims almost at that point but i mean that's why i think imagination and creativity are important like is that part of your balances balance book as well as having like those aspects of your life put in yeah 100 percent. so that's actually like kind of like what my podcast is about is about um like expressing yourself through like your mind, body, and spirit. And the only way to express yourself is through cre creativity and imagination. And so, so yeah, you can't live without it. And it's interesting that you talk about like having that like matrix style life, because I feel like that is what um, will happen unless something changes, like a ball rolling, you know? And so it's so cool that you started this podcast to to change it up and to then like 
So in astrology, it's all about like getting up to your uh, 10th house. Well, not all about, but that's like one of the important parts about like what's your reputation going to be and getting up there is the only way to get up there is through your imagination and creativity. And I also am super about those two because I believe that your imagination comes from getting connected to God and that's like how we even have these like ideas, like your idea to create this podcast, like that had to come from somewhere. And I don't know if you're a believer or not or what you think, but just what that idea had to come from somewhere that it's either like it's a connecting. I think I believe that God is the same as the person, like the higher self that you want to call it inside of you. So it's about like believing in yourself and all of that. So, so yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I mean, my, my listeners know this, and personally, I, I was like I said, I was brought Protestant. I made confirmation and all that. I made the, I made it through the whole charade. But I mean, at that point, I kind of became agnostic for a long time. Then I became, I mean, I'm sorry, I became an atheist for a long time until my mid twenties, and that's I kind of became agnostic because I didn't want to say there's nothing up there, you know, just in case. But I kind of wanted to like, and since I started getting into the paranormal again, which I was, I got into it when I was a little kid and like, I kind of grabbed it with teenage, teenage them because I just like, it wasn't a cool thing back in the early 2000s to be into Bigfoot and stuff like it is nowadays. But I got back into it through a couple podcasts besides that I listened to. And at that point, like I basically started like thinking like, there's got to be something out there. I mean, I don't know if it's the quote-unquote white barrel-chested god that you see in many old ladies' houses on pictures, or if it's or if it's god, Zeus, uh, Odin, take your pick from any, any part of the world where they have different gods, which may be one and the same, I don't know. Yeah, it could be. It could be extraterrestrials, I don't know. I mean, a, 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 all those old gods could have been extraterrestrial slash aliens that were coming to Earth back then. That they just thought they were gods because they came from the sky. But exactly, yeah. I, the point is, I don't know what to believe. I believe there's something out there. I've had feelings in my freaking head doing this show before talking to psychics and mediums, and that's not nothing. Like there's something trying to give me a signal. They they all say, and I agree because I get like an enlightenment in my head when I talk to psychics and mediums, and I don't know why. They say, oh, you must have abilities or it's something trying to get in touch with you. And I'm like, I don't know how to access it. Yeah, I t- you tell me meditation, but I don't have time during the day to meditate for like a minute. And I don't, I never put much faith in meditation. I just never did. It's just not my style. But so I'm agnostic. I believe there could be something out there. I'd love for it to be like either Odin or Zeus. I mean, hopefully not Zeus because he's kind of creepy. But Odin, I'd be down for I mean, Odin's got his own stories, but at least he's more respectful than Zeus's. But, I mean, that's just the way I look at things, personally. I mean, there's something out there that's guiding me, I think, and part of the reason I started this podcast, I think, but I don't know what, what to call it or what it is until I personally feel something about from them, then I can't say which way. I don't like to give names to things I don't know the name of. So, yeah. Well, that's what's so cool is me. that it doesn't have a name. Um, I love this is like my favorite book. I reference it all the time. It's called The Game of Life and How to Play It by Florence Scovel Shin. 
And in it, she doesn't say God. She doesn't say like spirit or anything. She calls it infinite intelligence. And I'm obsessed with calling it that because it's an infinite intelligence that, that can, that, that we're in touch with, that gives us our power to have these ideas, to be creative and not live the same mundane lives. Um, and so just wanted to share that one. I mean, I agree. I agree with that to some degree. Like I do think that an infinite intelligence is a possibly a good idea, but if it's extraterrestrial, I really don't think I want that. <laughs> because that could be that could be dangerous to us, but I don't know. I mean, it's just who knows what's out there. I I I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I could just <laughs> Well, last thing about, about this is that um, in my book, Monterey, the one I was talking about before, I actually, like, in that book, she, the character, the main character, she travels inside of herself and, like, gets to me that, that God, I say God because in the story, the name is Holy Reina and her name is Reina, so it's, like, herself, um, but, like, she goes into, like, all the other religions and um, like ends up like doing this whole like speech to like the townspeople about this um, and then it like goes well and then it doesn't go well so um, just like how you said like who who really knows what's out there um, and even when somebody like in my story knows the exact the exact answer like she's she knows for a fact like she has the proof it's like right in front of her they still don't believe her and so it's just like interesting like how even if it was like staring us in the face we still might not believe it i mean i get that i do i mean and it makes sense and it looks like anthony's about to have a good time he's gonna push out the ouija <laughs> and the i'm guessing that means bong but i don't know <laughs> but and then he said oops but yeah I mean, I don't mess with Ouija boards, Anthony. It's just a personal thing. I don't mess with Ouija boards. I've heard too many bad stories about them in the past. But, oh, God. So let me ask you this. What do you think is the best way we can live our lives on a day-to-day basis? Like, in your opinion, what's the best way to live our lives on a daily basis? Love this question. So a lot of people, like my mom, she's like, oh, like, you're so into astrology. Like, you can't let something dictate your whole life. Um, and she has a point. I don't like every single day, like, oh, like, where are the planets every single day? Um, but that's what I kind of like about like that planner I was talking about earlier is that it's like a quick thing. You don't have to like really think about it and just use that energy. Um, because I know I don't go and look everything up every single day. So to answer that question, I used to have like the worst procrastination, like even on my own podcast, I didn't like through august to like october i like went on a hiatus like i could literally do nothing and it was so difficult to like get myself out of that and to actually be productive again um and so what i ended up doing was just like writing the longest to-do list ever um because when you have like so much going on you have all this procrastination sometimes it just seems like so much like i have to do so much that i could i do nothing that day um, so I made the longest, the world's longest to-do list, and it's like 300 items, like ridiculous. Um, 
and there's like fun things in there too. It's not just like all work stuff. Like I have in there like roller skate or stare at the clouds. It's like dumb stuff like that too, that are actually like really important to living your life. And so what I do every day, um, like sometimes I will have like a schedule, like I have to get this done at this time or whatever. But most of the time I just ask Siri, pick a num random number between one and 300 and then whatever it lands on, I'm like, yeah, like that sounds like fun right now. And so then I'll like mark it or if, there's like absolutely no way I'm going to do that thing. Um, then I put like an asterisk to like come back to it. And I've been doing that now for like three months. And it's the only way for me to be able to get stuff done. Um, and so I feel like for right now in my life, that is what I need to be doing uh, to just get my stuff done. But in the future, it might change. And I feel like being open to that, being open to what is gonna make you have the most creativity and imagination like we were talking about, what's gonna be the most fun um, and what is going to allow you to express yourself fully, like that's the way to live your life. See, if I had a list like that, anytime any kind of house chore came up, like go build this in the garage or go clean the basement out, it'd be like 5,000 asterisks next to that freaking number. Like, <laughs> like that's, that's, that's me personally, I hate that type of crap and I, even if I made myself to do, that's why I make to do lists because I don't want to do any of it. But the only to do list I have every day is work in the morning, play video games during work if I can, and take the dogs out bathroom five, six times a day at least. <laughs> but it's just, I, other than that, it's just whatever happens, happens. But I don't know. I mean, I think that's a good way to live, though. It is because that's, that's actually interesting to actually make a list like that. And like, that kind of reminds me of like, my name is Earl like the way he made his list yeah, and like yeah. that's what each episode what episode, each episode like, but yeah yeah because sometimes like I, I said mean, it's like really fun stuff like go paint or like go for a bike ride like stuff that you wouldn't think about doing that when it's like in your face like oh yeah like that does sound kind of fun to go do and then i go do it yeah i haven't owned a bike in like 15 years so that would have a freaking asterisk next to it every time i got to that one but i honestly don't know if i could ride a bike anymore even it'd be interesting to get back i want to be like i don't know what to do i don't know what to do but so i'm kind of more curious about monterey like is that so was that book just which is fiction, right? Like, kind of? Kind of, yeah. It's based on my true, like, um, spiritual journey, but it is fiction in, like, the way that it happened. And it's also fiction because, although I believe that time is nonlinear, it, like, exists, like, in this, like, cylindrical thing. <laughs> like, so we're looking at it from above where it's everything happening all at once. Um, and so the book took like five years of my life and like squished it down into like a bite-sized 10 chapter book. Interesting. And are you writing a sequel to it or? Yeah. So the first, so there's going to be a total of four books um, and it's mm -hmm. modeled after the elements. So the first one was about water. So like how like water connecting to water helped her change and helped her like find herself because so the story starts off that she's like in this dark place and she doesn't know how to get out of it or like how to get back to like where she's from which is monterey monterey's the city and um 
so she's like traveling through like meeting these a bunch of different people and she's like learning new things about like how the universe works about like how she works about her insecurities um and then and then it ends in a cliffhanger so then right now i'm writing the second second book interesting i mean I don't know. It kind of reminds me of uh, some other books I've read, but I mean, it definitely ha sounds amazing. I would, I probably would read that. I might have picked the Kindle edition just to read it. After I read all about sex, because I need to read a manual on that. I mean, according to my wife, at least. But <laughs> well, that's much of manual as far as like questions to like get to know each other and everything. I mean, we've been together five years almost. Hopefully, we know each other enough by now. Though, according to her, I don't know her at all. But I mean. <laughs> I feel like that's something every woman says to their man, <laughs> but personally, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> I, but you mentioned they have to do with the elements, which I mean, that's a theme we see a lot with whether it be either version of Avatar or different, different, uh, especially a lot of different Eastern based mo like movies, and TV shows, like elements are important. Yeah. Why do you think elements are so important in life? So I feel like we are, we're also made of like nature, like the way that our bodies are created, I feel like is very like part of nature. And so we need to have these different parts of like the outside to like match the inside. Like, like I said, like we're 75% made of water. Like we need to have, so we need to drink water on the outside. So it's just like having like that balance of like the inside self with the outside self. Um, but it's cool that you bring up Avatar because going back to the chakras part, he did like a whole thing at the end when he's like meeting with those gurus and he like literally like takes the gunk out of like the fountains so that the water flows. Um, and so like with Avatar, being able to have all four of the elements within him, that is what makes him like a superhero. Um, and that's like, it's like a whole, it's a whole big thing that there's four. Um, and so what's cool with the sequel of that, The Legend of Korra, um, you see that now that people are like mixing, you can have multiple powers. And I feel if you go down enough, there might be a time in that, in that universe where everybody's an avatar. And dare I say that that could be this universe where I really believe that all of us could be avatars. And I don't mean like how he can have like the control over the elements, but more of like being in tune with the elements where we can access some of those powers through through them. So like for like water, being intuitive, being able to, to share, um, to, use that energy to like drain or to like give energy it's all about like that water kind of thing like with um katara and so yeah it's super important and then looking at astrology depending on where your um where your planets are it could tell you what kind of balance or imbalance you may have that you need more of on the outside the outside life uh so for instance with me i am like all fire all fire and air and so I need, I need to go on hikes. I need to, I take a bath at least once a week to have that water. And what's crazy is that I've always loved water, but I never knew why. And then when I started learning about astrology, I'm like, this is why I had an imbalance with water that I didn't have it on my birth chart. So like on the inside of me, so I needed to like compensate for that on the outside. So it's like really cool, like how, um, when things aren't in balance, 
like everything goes bad. It makes sense because I mean, I always have fascination with like one or two as a growing up. Like I was huge into going into swimming pools and just staying them for hours for no reason other than just to enjoy the water and like. I mean, I was always a big guy, so like being in water, I felt like weightless kind of, and it was a nice mm. feeling for my usual like daily bait life. I mean, I refuse to go in any water that I can't see the freaking bottom of, so I don't go in the oceans unless it's Caribbean water because I want to see a shark if it's coming or anything else that lives underwater. We're in a paranormal show, so there's a lot of things that live underwater that don't we don't even know about yet. So That's true. come on now. We were just we just did an episode on uh, Lake Slash River Monsters on my other podcast, Global Strangers, last night, and there's a lot of things that are supposed to live in waters and lakes and stuff that I would never want to swim in. <laughs> I don't need no damn plesiosaurus coming up and trying to like. I don't know if it would bite me or not. I think they're. I think they're herbivores. <laughs> I don't know. There's just there's too much in water for me for me to worry about. But you get me in a pool and I'm happy as hell. Like. I go to hotels for work once in a while, and if the pool's open, I'm taking a dip. But or if they have a hot tub, I'm gonna stay in there for hours and drink. Like it's whatever. But yeah, I mean, that that to me is kind of a meditation of its own. Just sitting in a hot tub and drinking. I mean, doctors may advise against that, but it's a meditation. No, it is. That's what I was gonna say earlier. Um, that you don't have to just like sit there like still with the um kind of thing to have med- like to do meditation. Like I do it like right when I wake up. Um, just. Like as like I re- recount like my like what dreams I had if I had any that night or I just like lay there and allow like any thoughts to pop into my head and that's meditation because meditation is just connecting to yourself so any thoughts that come up they're meant to like, guide you that day or something so which yeah I mean when I first wake up that's I guess I gotta do that when I smoke my morning cigarette after I take the damn dogs out but yeah no that's yeah, definitely I mean, just like we allow have, we have, yeah, I think meditation we, we, is yeah. yourself. So, sorry, <laughs> just meditation is allowing yourself to be still with yourself and allow anything to come up to come up. That's what meditation is. I mean, okay, well, yeah, that definitely is my morning cigarette after I walk the dogs because when you have two mastiffs trying to pull you every which direction, it's nothing about like being still, <laughs> but it's just especially because we just had snow uh, today last night and it's like getting it's like having two skis attached to your hands it's scary as hell oh my gosh. But, and uh they go after chickens so forget about it when they see a chicken it's like trying to hopefully you don't ski to a tree type of thing but but yeah anthony uh thank you and dude, i would love to have you on please message me jeremy bryant just go look for me on facebook or i should this is on my page, so either message me from the group or message me on my page. Like, I'll definitely get you on, brother. I've seen you on my shows before. I definitely would love to have you on. But other than that, I mean, so. But yeah, I mean, personally, my old, my favorite element has always been fire. I've always been kind of a pyromaniac. I take it to my father. <laughs> like, fireworks, fireworks are my biggest jam in the world. Like, I would, whenever I have excess money, it's just like, I'll spend two or three hundred dollars on fireworks and not give a shit and just light them off and had the best night of my life like i like fire i don't know why mm-hmm. the, i think it's the destructiveness of it and also like kind of like the rebirth idea of it like if you yeah. want to go the phoenix route yeah exactly um so that's so interesting because i always i only thought about like the whole balancing thing like of what i need but like i said i'm all fire so like 
for me, I don't really like fireworks and everyone thinks I'm crazy. Like my husband, like, like he's like, he would love to do that. And I'm like, you could do that on your own time. But like, I don't want to do that. And I, I wonder if it really is because I already have so much in my chart where it's like already has that balance, you know? So um, I'm curious about your chart, like if it's lacking the fire element. I don't know. We didn't talk about elements when uh, my buddy, I, well, that wasn't Vince. That was, um, oh, that's Joe, Joe Locastro. He's a, uh, I believe was him at least. I could be wrong about that too. I honestly don't remember the, there's been so many episodes now. <laughs> and I've, I mean, I talked to a lot of the people that are into the same stuff. So it's like hard to figure it out sometimes, but. Yeah, I get you. Um, right now, talking about fire, um, my second book is all about fire. Um, and so I'd love to like know about how, what you think, like, why, why do you love fire so much? Just to, like get me into that like headspace. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, I'm, I, I want to go like be with somebody and be like, fire. <laughs> but no, um. Uh, that's part of it don't get me wrong that's part of it but i mean i don't know my father was always into fire like he loved doing like a barrel a barrel fire on like christmas to burn all the wrapping paper and stuff or just to burn yard waste and i grew up throwing things into it and just watching things disintegrate like disintegrating it. it's just freaking when you're a kid that's magic like you don't mm -hmm. know, understand it's so destructive but yet you can tame it like Maybe that's it. Maybe it's like a thing that is so out of control, but you can tame it if you want to. Yeah, I don't know. I that. Mm -hmm. But I honestly couldn't tell you why, but uh, sorry, my co-host has something to tell me here real fast, but <laughs> you good. But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I always love fire. I mean, my kids love it too. Like we had to tell them to take to stay away from it, but they always loved it. But other than that, I mean, it's just I don't know. I always loved fire when I was a kid. I mean, I was born like May twenty sixth, so like I'm a Gemini originally. Before they changed the signs to whatever the hell bull crap they are now, yeah, I refuse I to accept the new signs. I refuse to accept the new signs. Yeah, me too. But I mean, uh, I don't know. So, I mean, I, I mean, I, I, I mean, I don't even know, like I, a lot of times I'll see like posts and stuff about Gemini's and I just don't agree with what they say, like about myself. Like, I'm just like, I'm not like that anymore. I'm not like that. <laughs> and I don't know. I, th I feel like the posts online are just, they're geared by the person who writes them to be like against someone they hate or something like that. Or, mm, yeah. Or like, or like their sign has the best like attributes or something like that. Like, I feel like that's how they make them, but I don't know when I, I forget, I, I couldn't figure out. I was just trying to, Oh, I was just trying to look through my episodes to figure out like who that was, but I can't find it right. Like off the top of my head right now and looking through fast didn't work, but please, before we wrap up, tell my listeners where they can find your books, where they can find your podcast, where they can find you just promote yourself to the fullest. Yeah. So, um, you can go to my website and it's, it's lauraalyn.com slash links. So you could, for the links, it has all of like my new books, like the weed one, the planner uh, came out like, a month ago. And then Monterey, uh, like I said, the second one is coming out next year. 
Yeah. And and yeah, you can find me on Instagram. It's Laura Lynn or Grounded Spirits. You can check out my uh, podcast as well. Yes, please check out all her books and her podcasts. I may have to buy some of her books on Kindle to read because they sound interesting to sell and the prices were good. So I definitely will check them out. It ain't no Kindle book where they want you to pay like $30 for one book, which I hate when they do that because it's like, why? Like, yeah. no. I mean, unless it's like, even a Kindle notebook should be that much. $30 what you pay for like a book. $30 what you pay for like a book on at Barnes & Noble when it's like a rare book you can't find anywhere else, something like that. But I mean, yeah, you know on Kindle. It, on, uh, on Monterey, it's $5 on Kindle. So check that out. Yeah, so, and your podcast is called Grounded Spirits? Yep. And I'm sure it's on Spotify and all the other podcast players out there. Yep. Which I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out, because do you, do you ever do guests on, or no? Or is it always just solo yeah. shows? Yeah, I have guests yeah. on. Yeah, so, do this again. Oh, definitely. I mean, you want to have me on? Be like, uh, I'm down. I guess on any show that wants to have me, usually. But yeah, <laughs> I just like to- I just like talking. <laughs> but that's why I do this because I, lo- I love talking to people and getting to know them. Like it makes life more interesting, in my opinion. Definitely. But uh, as all my listeners know, you can find me at Paranormal New Normal slash Maniacal Music Musings podcast with a S Facebook group, or on Twitter and the gram as that Juggalo Bastard. Or you can find me on TikTok as Juggalo Bastard Podcast. Or you can find me on YouTube as Paranormal New Normal. I want to thank Laura for coming on. It's been a really fun show. And honestly, an, an hour flew by and I didn't even like realize it. So I looked at the clock as at 50 minutes. I was like, whoa, really? Like, <laughs> it doesn't feel like that, but okay. Mm-hmm. But thank you for coming on. It's been a pleasure talking to you. And I'm, we had a little time mishap in the beginning, but I'm glad we worked it out. And now we were able to get John same day because. I'm glad I didn't I'm glad we didn't have to reschedule this one. This one's been very interesting. So yeah, for I'm all my you... listeners. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm glad it all worked out. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my pleasure. And to all my listeners, I'll be back in half a week. And all my watchers, I'll see you, I think. Well, Maniacal Music Musings is on tomorrow. And I think Wednesday I have an interview. I'm not sure. But we'll see. Thank you all and have a good day. <laughs>